A very big hello everyone, I'm Duncan Dornoff and welcome to the inaugural Tassie Harness Highlights podcast. This podcast replaces the written format that you've become used to on tasracing.com.au. All the regular features have been moved into this podcast format. We'll kick off the podcast by looking back at the week in review, recapping the action in Launceston last Friday and Hobart on Sunday. We'll also highlight some sectional stars, crown our driver of the week and recap the trials held in Hobart and Devonport on Monday. We'll then catch up on some local racing news and then it's all about winners. Helping us to do that this week, we'll catch up with Ben Young to chat about a number of his chances on the 10 race Launceston program and then hopefully I can find a few to round out the podcast. So sit back, relax, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and enjoy Tassie Harness Highlights. Well, first up on the podcast, let's go back and look at last weekend's action. Primary focus will be on the Tier 1 meeting, but we'll also acknowledge the achievers at the Tier 2 meeting, and that was in Launceston last Friday. And it was a meeting dominated by two participants who have been dominating the local scene in recent weeks in Connor Crook and Ben Yole. Connor Crook registered a training treble with Sports Candy and Iden Gorgeous, two informed paces, along with recent stable edition full speed ahead. He was able to drive a quartet of winners on the card, winning the opening event with Keith Plain. Keith Plain is prepared by Ben Yole, who prepared a treble on the program. Guido da Siena, a brilliant win, racing up to uh, that pace's brilliant New Zealand standing start form with a win there, and Matt Charm also scored later in the night. From a sectional perspective, the quickest individual last half of the meeting was Heza Bromack in 57.72, Baccarat 58.42, Sports Candy in 58.46, Full Speed Ahead 58.50, and My Ultimate Major 58.53. On Sunday, Harness Racing headed to Hobart and it was a competitive night's racing and uh, we got underway with a race for the uh, three-year-old and older fillies and mares over the mile and it was taken out by Nova Baxter for Rowan Hillier and Paul Ashwood this blissful hall filly registering back-to-back wins after a handy victory in Launceston back on July 4 she showed good gate speed to lead and was uh, too good for her rivals over the concluding stages in 159.6 race two on the card and it was great to see Wayne Rainbird in the winner's stall here with No Beer, No More, who was able to break his maiden status at his 19th racetrack appearance. Of course, he had been going okay in recent weeks. Uh, he finished second behind Major Seascape uh, back on July 11 and was uh, a handy placing behind If It's To Be. It's up to me in a trial prior to that effort. The pacer was able to also secure his connections with their Tazbred bonus. Uh, a confident drive by Paul Hill to find the lead, and they were too good for Tommy Hill, figure the race favourite by 7.8 metres, and they were well clear of the rest, 24.1 metres back to the third place getter. Race three on the card, first leg of a training and driving double for Juanita McKenzie of the win of three-year-old gelding Jack James. This pacer had an awkward second row draw to overcome, but uh, with the master hands of Ricky Duggan in the sulk, he was able to get this pacer into some clear racing room around the home bend and made it home best to score over. If it's to be, it's up to me. And uh, Gordoveski leads uh, 
back in third spot. The second and third place get us both covering a lot of ground over the final circuit, but all on us with the winner to race four. And this is a rating 52 to 56 event, which saw Juanita McKenzie and Ricky Duggan Notch up a race to race double with Hella Kayon, sent out as a $2.80 second elect. Showed really good gate speed to find the lead over the sprint trip. And a confident drive by Ricky Duggan. He kicked for home at the top of the home straight. And it would prove too good for my celebrity and the deal. In a very slick mile rate of 156.3. Great to see Hella Kayon back to some of these that better form that he showed late last season and early on this season. Race 5, and uh, it was Kivik saluting in the first leg of the quaddy, prepared by Rachel Williams, Gareth Rattray. That uh, took the reins on this uh, Courage Under Fire gelding, who uh, had uh, drawn the outside of the front row, but with a couple of scratchings come into gate 5. Uh, a lovely drive by Gareth Early to settle in the one-out, one-back position. He peeled out at the top of the home straight and was too good for Montana Storm, who uh, stuck on well. After being involved in a bit of an early speed battle in the early stages, Cosimo finishing back in third spot, but all honours with Kivik in race five. Race six was the open class race of the evening. Looked a competitive race on paper, and it certainly panned out that way with only 3.6 metres separating the top five place getters. And that was won by the Shallows, the uh, Gildersan of Shady Shark Hanover. Uh, proving too good, a nice drive by Heath Woods. He settled back. Uh, in the play early, he's able to get into the one-out, one-back position at the 1,500-metre mark before racing outside the leader from the 600 metres. And he was too tough for Yorkshire and B-major threat, but that might be just a nice little form race going forward. Of course, Harjeet first up there, illegal immigrant, uh, hitting the line well. You know, they're in a mile rate of 158.6. Race 7 on the card was the rating 65 to 79 event taken out uh, by Deadly Assassin. The first leg of a training double on the card for Ben Yol. Of course, Luke Hooper picking up the drive here under controversial circumstances. Uh, Luke, uh, of course, uh, the brother of Connor Crook and uh, has been in the state for some time. He uh, runs a farrier business. He's got his concession claim, so he's going to get uh, a few nice opportunities here in the Apple Isle, and he was able to get this late pickup drive. From the inside of a second row, he was keen to get straight off uh, and get into a one-out, one-back position, and he gave the pace for a lovely run, finding clear room at the 350-metre mark to score. That's Deadly Assassin's third win in a row after wins in Hobart on July 11 and July 2. Certainly has a liking to the Hobart track now. He's won five races from seven starts at Elwick. Race 8 on the card was the final event on, on the program and uh, it was the Ben Young show again with the Black Assassin saluting his el an 11 year old gelder son of Lombo Pocket Watch. Uh, another pacer from the Hobart card that had an awkward second row draw to overcome but Dylan Ford was able to settle him four back the marker pegs and the brakes went his way around the home corner where he was able to work out into the clear and that this uh, Lombo Pocket Watch gelding flew home best to defeat the race favourite, Cool Hand Easton, who led everywhere bar the post in a mile rate of 159.7. So let's have a look at the sectionals from that Hobart card. And Harjeet was the quickest in the open class racing, 55.08. Illegal Immigrant, 55.36. And the Chalets, 55.42. From some of the other races, it was the... Uh, Opening event, which registered some of the quicker times. Navua Pixie, 56.53. Uh, 
Kakemi 56.62, forgot the wallet 56.72, but some slick runs at the Hobart card. I think there was 14 horses that break 57 seconds their last half mile. So make sure you jump onto the uh, Tez Racing website and check out the sectionals from all runners at the weekend's meetings. It's time for the Drive of the Week award. I'll try and find the best driver in the state over the past seven days. Now, I do have a golden rule with this. For drivers that can uh, get a horse out of the mobile and lead all the way and score, I'm going to put the pin straight through them. Uh, I think uh, a a lot of drivers uh, can get horses out of the mobile and lead all the way, so I'm looking for more tactical drives of uh, people weaving between runners and and making decisions that are the difference between winning and losing. Uh, A few brilliant drives in the past uh, seven days across the two meetings in Hobart and Launceston. I wrote a short list and had about five drivers uh, listed on it. But uh, I'm going to give it to Lou Cooper for his drive on Deadly Assassin in race seven in Hobart on Sunday night. Now, Luke hasn't... uh, been in Tasmania all that long and he hasn't had too many driving opportunities. I think he's drove six winners from around 80 drives to date. Uh, Deadly Assassin drew inside of the second row. Now he only got a late call up for this drive after the uh, situation there in Hobart on Sunday so he didn't have much time to do any form but he was able to get this pacer straight off the inside from inside of the second row and into the one out one back position. When the three wide line emerged he elected to stay in on the back of El Jujon who was outside the leader. El Jujon ran to the pigs uh, around the home turn when the leader caved in and gave Luke plenty of room. So he didn't panic when that three-wide uh, line emerged. He didn't decide to go out there and lead up that line. Showed a bit of patience and uh, timed his run to perfection with Deadly Assassin. So Luke Hooper, our inaugural Drive of the Week. And finally, in our weekend recap, a quick look back at the trial scene. Uh, In Tasmania over the weekend, we had two sessions on Monday evening, July 19. One session in Hobart and another in Devonport. You can catch all the replays on the Tas Racing website. Uh, From the Hobart uh, session, we'll just quickly recap the winners there. Lou Lou's All Good, a two-year-old filly by Sweet Lou, won on debut in uh, the opening trial, enjoyed a nice run behind the leader. And was too good for her rivals in a mile rate of 26.2. They dashed home in 28.7. Only two horses contested each trials, two and three. Sacramento Sun had a nice run behind Maxi Jolt to score by a neck in 26.6. And Rock the Casbolt was able to lead and prove too good for Rocket Blaster by a head in 25.2, so some small numbers at the Hobart trial session. A little bit larger in Devonport, they had five trials uh, on uh, their trial session. Of course, a number of uh, horses qualifying from a stand in the opening trial, which was won by Boston Busker, who proved too strong for Kaomi by one metre. Left on cue, a two-year-old gilded son of Well Said, out of It's Gemma's Delight, a better's delight mare, took out trial number two for the two-year-olds. In a mile rate of 2.9.8. Go Paddy from the Ben Yole stable was able to lead and take out trial 3 in 2.3.6. Rafa's ace had a nice run behind our rainbow blue to win a 48 to 51 rating trial in 2.3.9. And at the final trial saw a six horse field do battle. North Star Lad was able to find the lead from gate 6. An aggressive drive by Mark Yo in the early stages to score by a narrow margin in 25.7. So after the weekend's race meetings, let's have a look at the state premierships during this 2021 season. 
going right through to the end of the calendar year. Troy McDonald leads the State Drivers' Premiership. He has 54 wins beside his name. Connor Crook second, 47. Rowan Hillier in third spot on 40 wins. For the Trainers' Premiership, and as has been the case for a number of seasons now, Ben Yol on top with 137 wins. Well clear over Connor Crook, 25. Rowan Hillier, 17. And there's a few hot on the heels of Rowan. There's Todd Rattray, Tammy Langley and Jeff Smith, all with 16 wins this season. Leading female driver, Jordan Chibnall and Hannah Van Dongen in a great battle there. 16 wins each. Bronte Miller on 13, sits in third position. Female trainers premiership, Tammy Langley leads on 16 from Juanita McKenzie, 13. And Victorian trainer Kate Hargraves in third spot with seven wins from nine starters in the Apple Isle. And the Junior Drivers Premiership sees Jordan Chibnall on top with 16 wins over Bronte Miller, 13, and Caleb Williams in third position on seven wins. We are a little bit light on with Tassie reps at Metropolitan Venues this weekend. Of course, it's Queensland's Premier Race Night at Albion Park this Saturday night. They have five Group 1s. The Q-Bread Triad Finals for the two-year-olds take centre stage along with the Queensland Trotters Cup, the Queensland Oaks and Derby, plus the state's premier race, the Blacks are fake, where there is some Tasmanian interest in the very large ownership group of the Belinda McCarthy-trained Spirit of St. Louis, so best of luck to those. Trials are scheduled for Carrick Park this Saturday morning. There's also some trials scheduled for Sunday in Launceston prior to that race meeting, but due to a lack of stall availability, those trials have been cancelled. TazRacing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by TazRacing.com.au. Now time on the podcast with thanks to Taz Racing's Form Plus Pro to have a look at the meeting in Launceston on Sunday night. Ten races on the card and to uh, kick off with the interviews, we've got the state's leading trainer, Ben Yol, online to talk about a few of his uh, runners on the program. How are you going, Yoli? Good, thanks, Duncan. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. As always, the case uh, with you, we do those on the uh, harness.org market, $10 and under, and I might pick out one that I think the uh, price assessor might have missed. Uh, in the first race, um, we'll start with Northern Stride, uh, finished third in Hobart at his first start. For you, behind No Beer No More, and it's got a nice draw here. Yeah, very green horse. Um, he came over from Victoria. Um, Emilio sent him over. He's learning the caper, and I think he'll make a horse later on. Fury Dean uh, comes up with gate four. Showed good speed to lead there. What looked to be a pretty quick front line at two starts back and finished down the track from a poor draw last start. Yeah, he just got a bit lost in Hobart last week. We just go back to his win. Uh, Better field very similar to this leading. He's drawn inside all the... Sp- Inside all the speed here, so hopefully we can find the front again and um, he'll take a bit of beating from there. Well, let's go to race two. Vivid Strides, a former Victorian, finding uh, her way into your stable. Did have a trial at Devonport on Monday night. What do you make of that? Uh, she'll need a couple of runs. She's pretty big in condition, so um, there's a nice mare's race for her next week, so we'll just give her a quiet run tonight. And hopefully she gets, gets through the line good and um, she should improve off the run. Marks Marita from a second row draws had a few runs in your care now. Yeah, she was good last week. Uh, Gareth was very happy with her, dropping hugely in class tonight, um, backing against the mares. So uh, I expect her to run a race. Right, let's go over to race five, first leg of the quaddy. It's the fast class race on the program. 
Uh, El Jujon, geez, been a consistent pace at this season. I think he's finished in the top three in 17 of his 25 starts. Yeah, I think he's earned about 60,000 since January, so he's been a, a fabulous horse. Uh, I'd like to have a stable full of them once. Um, I'm going to find it a little bit tough tonight. We're just driving quiet and see if he can get home. He's sort of up into the free-for-all mobile. Not ideal for him, but that's his class, so he's sort of got to, got to race them horses. Uh, earlier on in the podcast, I gave Luke Hooper drive of the uh, weekend for his drive on Deadly Assassin uh, in Hobart last week. Uh, he's been racing in good form, Deadly Assassin, but this is a bit of a rising grade. Yeah, he's very similar. He's done a really good job since we claimed him out of Victoria. Uh, Luke drove him 10 out of 10 last week, uh, listened and drove him very well. Um, and he's got to go into this class now. This is his class, so we'll put him around. We'll probably just drive him very quiet in this class and we'll see whether he can... Go, go, take the next step. Right, eh? And uh, race six, Endeavour Stride draws inside of the second ring. Yeah, he goes good, Endeavour Stride. He's been good nearly in every start in Tasmania with no luck at all. So um, he's a horse that's going to be going to be running top three very shortly at huge odds. Right, eh? Race seven, Montana Lad number six. Had been racing in good form, including a good second behind the shallows in Launceston two starts back. What do you make of the most recent effort in Hobart when sent out the dollar fifty-five favourite? Yeah, was, look, the leader ran along like it does like to do. So we've done all the work again. Um, it's against his sort of pattern, and he had a gut bust the week before. So I think just two gut busters in a row. We're freshening him up now. Uh, we'll drive him quiet tonight. That's how he likes to be driven. He's very quick. So um, Troy handles him well, and geez, I can see him right in this race. And AHA reaction in the same race. Of course, did things wrong in the score up three starts back, but you must be happy with the way he's hit the line in two subsequent outings. Yeah, he's been really good his last couple. Um, he's been good since we claimed him, really, and um, he's probably just a pair back each time when he's been out of the draw, so he'll be a bit closer tonight. Um, gives him his chance to really hit the line. Right, on race eight, Captain Cosmonaut was only defeated four and a half metres last time out. His best form does look to be when leading. Yeah, look, he's a really good front runner. Um, I don't know whether he'll find the front tonight, but we'll certainly see what happens. Um, he's still going good. He's very consistent. He's he won a couple quick, which put him up in class a bit. But he's just going to be a lovely horse. And one off draws inside of the second row. You must have been happy with the ground he was making on the sprint lane behind the Black Assassin last week. Yeah, I'll give him two runs since we claimed him out of Queensland. Both have been very good. Um, He's a sit sprint horse. Uh, he's got a good turn of foot, so perfect draw there for him. He's just got to be able to get out somewhere, and he should be right in that race. Right, oh, race nine. Stravros the Terra number three is a Kiwi import, been well travelled throughout New Zealand. Um, I watched the replay of the second at Addington, which looked a handy performance. Two starts back. How's this pace settled in? Yeah, really good. Um, lovely little animal. Not overly big, but he's a really good type of horse. Uh, Gareth drove at the trials Monday night and just suggested a few little gear changes. He's done a little bit wrong there, um, but he's a natural sort of a horse. So we hobbled him uh, Thursday morning, worked really nicely uh, without over, overdoing it. And um, Gareth had a big opinion of him after the trial. So if you can take that to the races, uh, it should be right there. Uh, my celebrity's got a nice trailing draw from the second row. Yeah, he's more of a miler. Um, 2200 doesn't really suit him, but he won't have to do any work off the game. So, um, good little draw for him to sit in and do not much and get home late. And he's Razor Sharp's been racing well. I know he finished seventh in Hobart last start, but he was wide in the fast last half. Yeah, he just put a pen through last week. Before that, he's been terrific. Um, he's sort of running really good halves himself. And 
this is sort of his sort of a race, so I'd expect him to be right there at the finish. And we round out the night with a 30 to 49 rating event. A stylish trend, uh, we say it every week. He's always competitive in this grade. Yeah, look, this is hit last now, and um, he's been a consistent money earner, so he'll be thereabouts again. Uh, Matt Charms, uh, a last start winner, and was a tough effort at that. Yeah, the mile sort of suited her last time. I think we'll go back from the 6 over 2200 and see if she can hit the line, which she was doing her runs before. So um, I'd expect her to be thereabouts as well. Keep playing inside of the second row. Also a last start winner. Um, just going to need a bit of luck from there. Yeah, he's just got to be able to get out. He's got the right driver on to do that. Um, the driver gets along really good with him and he probably couldn't get anyone in much better form than Connor at the moment. So um, he's more of a stand start sort of horse, but that's the right draw for him in a mobile. And one of the lads scrapes into this field on the maximum rating and he's uh, always thereabouts. Yeah, he's consistent. He's always in the money. So um, if he doesn't win, he should nearly be top top three or four, you know. Who's the best of your winning chances this Sunday night, then? Uh, Stavros Sotera. Race nine, number three. Appreciate the insight uh, into your weekend runners, Ben, and I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Duncan. So Ben Yell joining us there to discuss some of his chances in Launceston this Sunday. It is a 10-event program, all races to be televised on Sky Racing 1. My best bet comes up in race 4, number 3, Corrada Invader. On a night where there's a few short price favourites, uh, this 4-year-old Geldings had the three starts for one win. That win was in Hobart back on September 27, where he drew gate 1, was able to lead all the way and score. Of course, he was placed in Hobart the start prior to that and finished down the track in Launceston. Uh, the connections then tipped him out for a spell. He was scratched from a race here back in mid-May and uh, was at the Carrick Trials on July 10, scoring very nicely there in 2-3.5 and there was a lot to like about the way he went about his business over the concluding stages. Comes up with Gate 3 in this trainer's encouragement race. I'm going to make him the best bet. I do have good respect for Bond's Angel who drops a lot in class on her most recent start, the main danger in that event. Let's have a look at the quaddy. And the first league's race five, it's the open class race of the night. Uh, I'll play three numbers here. Nine, Harjeet, he was first up uh, from a break in Hobart last time out in the race one by the Shallows. He settled back at the tail end of the field. He was doing his best work out wide over the concluding stages. 55-1 was his last half mile on the Taz Racing Calculated sectionals. So that run under his belt, I'm happy to uh, put him in as the fair selection into the quaddy. Eight York, she's been racing well since joining the Juanita McKenzie stable. Of course, he led in that race in Hobart last week and wasn't disgraced uh, when defeated a half-neck by the Shallows. And the other runner I'm going to put in this league is number four, Got A Good Reason. Uh, he'd done a bit of work out of the gate in Launceston last week and stuck on well over the concluding stages behind Blackbird Power. Uh, form prior to that, good. Uh, his record at Launceston's four starts for one win and two second placing, so he certainly likes the track. Uh, race six on the uh, program, and uh, again, we're going to play three numbers in this league of the quaddy. Six, Kaomi, uh, the on-top selection. Uh, this pace has been racing very well. She's won three out of her last four. Top win in Hobart over Cool Hand East, and at her most recent racetrack appearance, showed terrific gate speed to lead before. Uh, uh, handing up in the uh, early stages of that race, and was too good for her rivals uh, late in finding clear racing room. Did have a broken head check. 
Did in fact her performance. She's since been to the trials and qualified from a standing start in Devonport and did everything right uh, on that occasion. So we put six Kaomi into the quaddy along with ten Cosimo who's had two runs back from a break. Uh, was well driven to win in Hobart first up and I really like the way he stuck on behind Kivik at his most recent appearance where he was three wide for the final circuit and the other runner will chuck in number four Lorimer Major. Uh, this pace has been racing well and has been hitting the line well uh, in driven sit sprint style. A bit of gate speed here, so with the services of Ricky Duggan, he might be able to find a forward spot without having to do too much work and uh, should be running on late, so 6.10.4 in leg two. Leg three's race seven, a 63 to 74 rating event. Going to play four numbers here. Uh, Montana lad number six had been racing well. Probably a touch disappointing in Hobart, but was forced to do a bit of work outside the leader and was just out sprinted over the concluding stages. Did have a couple of runs a week apart, so had the fortnight break here. So I'm going to put number six, Montana lad, on top. Ten Aha Reactions. Been racing well in the state for a long time. He's hit the line well his last two. He got home in 56-4 behind Deadly Assassin in Hobart last time out. Of course, uh, he was put ODM after galloping in the score up three starts back in Launceston. Uh, gets the services of Gareth Ratchray here as the Pacers' regular driver in recent weeks. Connor Crook takes the reins on the horse. He trains number one, Sports Candy. Can't fold her Tasmanian form. She's two from two. Uh, does rise in grade here, but does have the gate to uh, put herself in contention. And a bit of respect for the Jeff Smith newcomer, son of Raisin, number two. Uh, has had the 18 starts for four wins, eight placings, and should be respected uh, from the draw in a uh, very open race. 6 10 one, two, the numbers I'm putting in. If you want to play a little bit wider, uh, you can do that. Race eight, the final leg of the quaddy, and I'm going to put uh, one off, number eight, into the quaddy here. Um, it's only had two starts since arriving in Tasmania and finished uh, third at the most recent effort behind the Black Assassin. From a second row draw, settled three back the pegs, used the sprint lane late and flashed home over the concluding stages and was also running on well from back in the field uh, when finishing fourth for start prior to that. So inside second row draw, not ideal, uh, but if the gaps uh, appear, expect him to be flashing home late. Nine Scotland Beaches had two runs back from a spell, uh, kept running into dead ends uh, two starts back and last time out... Uh, was uh, still uh, whacking away over the concluding stages after racing three wide for the final 1,100 metres. Uh, two, Christian Jazz. Uh, he was very good in Hobart two starts back and wasn't disgraced when third in a standing start race at his most recent racetrack appearance. Has a handy front row draw to settle close to the speed. And 13, Ramble on back from a Victorian campaign. His form prior to leaving uh, the Apple Isle was pretty good and he contested some metropolitan races and... Uh, did a little bit wrong at his last start in Mildura, which sees him with his ODM status. Uh, so 8, 9, 2 and 13. We'll put the four numbers in the last league of the quaddy. Well, that wraps up our podcast uh, for this week. For anyone that wants to get involved with any marketing opportunities with this podcast, you can do it two ways. You can email marketing at tazracing.com.au or you can email myself, dwdornoff at hotmail.com and I'll make sure it gets put into the right hands. So enjoy your harness racing this weekend, and I look forward to your company on the podcast next week.